We are at our fourth stop in this four-story ancestry DNA reveal adventure. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie, and in this episode, we are at our fourth stop in this four-story ancestry DNA reveal adventure. If you are new to our podcast, a welcome and thank you for joining us. And if you join us every week, welcome back. This episode is definitely going to be a good one. Like I said, this is the fourth stop in our four-story journey to the Ancestry DNA Reveal. But before we get started, what good is one year old? Can you believe it? We have been gathering together and sharing stories for just little bit over a year now. How exciting is this? And I promise you that the stories will continue to flow. Stay tuned because there is lots ahead. Well, let's get back to our four-story journey. We began this journey at the beginning of June where we are going through the pieces that make up who we are. The intention of taking the Ancestry DNA test is to find out my history. I wanted to find out where I came from, who my ancestors were, and to really pay homage to those who survived the journey and to really dive into the richness of my culture stemming past what I already know and basically deepen my connection to the many communities that I belong to. And I'm glad that all of you are on this journey with me as we go through this. So we are staying in West Africa, hitting a different area. I can't wait to share with you all of the details as to where these places are specifically. And there was one place that shocked me. Gonna be honest, it really did. But that is a very special story that I'm gonna share with you as well. For this episode, let's get into the story. This story is called Kwakawanansi and the Gum Statue. In the time that all animals still lived together, there was once a spider called Anansi. He lived in a village with his relatives and all kinds of other animals. Hyena, porcupine, squirrel, guinea fowl, the chameleon, the warthog, and many, many more. Anansi was one of the village elders, and one day he summoned all of his friends and relatives to discuss how they could do more to help each other. Since they were all farmers, they decided that they would it would be a great idea if they would go and help one individual each day to plow, weed, harvest, or whatever would needed doing in the fields or around the house. For example, on Monday, they would start at Anansi's uncle's farm. And on Tuesday, they would go to his grandfather's farm. And on Wednesday, it would be his nephew's turn. Anansi put himself in charge of this program. And he saw to it that everyone joined in and helped out. After a month or so, 
he was having a quiet sit down in front of his house and he started thinking, thinking long and hard. You know, Anansi said to himself, I think I can see a way to benefit from this arrangement. I could pretend to be really ill so that I can't help out when the others come. But by the time I am well again, all of the work in the farm would be done. Hmm. That's what I'll do. So the next morning, Anansi stayed in bed. And when his nephew came to call him, Oh, yo, yo, oh, my dear nephew, this body of mine is really sick today. I'm afraid I can't join you today. Anansi's nephew told the others that his uncle was sick and they were all very concerned and decided that the next day they would all go and help out at Anansi's farm. This went on for several weeks and Anansi's condition got no better. One or two people started to whisper, It's all well and good for us to help out on Anansi's farm when he is going to give us a hand. Anansi heard these complaints and realized that he wouldn't be able to pretend for much longer. He decided that he would have to do something to make everyone believe that he was really very sick. The next day, he called some of his relatives together and said to them, This illness of mine is not getting any better. It's been going on for some time and it, in fact, I feel worse every day. In fact, I think, I think I'm going to die. Some of his relatives protested, no, no, uncle, you won't die. No, no, brother, I will call the medicine man to give you some herbs. But Anansi told them that he was getting weaker all the time and that it was time to start making funeral arrangements. When I die, he said, you should bury me on my brother Kwame's farm. I've always loved his yams and I would like to be buried next to them. Kwame agreed that his brother could be buried there. After all, it's very difficult not to grant a dying man's wish. And as he continued giving instructions, they should dig a nice big hole and line the walls with cloth so that his spirit would be comfortable. They should put pots and pans and cooking utensils in the grave so that his spirit would be able to prepare food for himself. And Nancy's relatives set to work digging the grave while Anansi himself pretended that his condition was getting worse all the time. Soon he learned that the grave was finished. So the next time he saw someone approaching his house, he pretended to die. They tried to wake him. They tried to wake him. But Anansi would not wake up. So they decided that he must indeed be dead. The next day, they took his body and laid it in the grave, which had indeed been prepared in the way that Anansi had instructed. There were pots and pans and cooking utensils. That same night, Anansi climbed out of the grave and started collecting the yams from the field, which he hid in the tomb. He cooked some of them. He made fufu with some. And when daylight approached, Anansi hid in the tomb and slept. The next night he collected more yams and feasted again. This carried on for one month. Eventually Kwame started to notice that someone was stealing his yams. He thought long and hard as to who might have done this to him. Normally he would have suspected Anansi, but he knew that his cunning brother, well, he was dead. And he just couldn't think of anyone else who would do this to him. Kwame decided to set a trap. He went to see the carpenter and got some sturdy wood poles, which he took 
to the back of his farm, where he poured tar all over it and placed them strategically around the field, like a scarecrow. Except these scarecrows were not meant to scare, but to trap. Kwame was sure that the thief, whoever he was, would either touch one of the poles and get the tar all over him or leave a mark of some kind by which he could be identified. That night, when Anansi came out of the tomb to help himself to the few or more yams that his brother had left, he immediately spotted a figure standing in the middle of the field. Oh, oh, he thought, somebody's watching me. But he noticed that the figure just stood there, not moving at all. He was curious. <laughs> I tell you, curiosity got the better of him and he slowly crept up to the figure. As the pole didn't stand very tall, Anansi figured that it would be a young boy. He decided to play a trick on the child and he crept up to it and said, I've just seen your mother out looking for you. She said you have to come home for dinner. There was no reaction from the scarecrow. Anansi repeated, Your mother has been looking for you. Your dinner is waiting for you. But there was still no reaction. Anansi got quite annoyed at this child's insolence. Look, I'm talking to you, you vagabond. Why don't you answer me? Still no reply. Anansi got even more annoyed. Do you want me to give you a slap? Well, very well, I'll slap you and then we'll see what happens. With that, Anansi gave the scarecrow one big slap. Pachay! And his hand got stuck to the tar. He pulled, but he couldn't get loose. Let me go, you rascal, he shouted. Let go of my hand. He screamed at the wooden pole to let him go and let his hand go. Let me go or I'll slap you again. And he used his free hand and slapped again. Pachay! He immediately got stuck to the tar again. Anansi got even more and more agitated and angry. I will give you a good quick. If you do not let me go, he kicked the scarecrow with his left foot and it got stuck. He kicked again with his right foot and got stuck as well. Anansi was not well. And truly, he was stuck to the scarecrow. He tried to pull and pull as hard as he could, but there was no way that he was going to pull himself free. In the end, he was so exhausted that he put his head up <laughs> and cried himself to sleep. Soon, the sun was up and Nancy's brother Kwame came strolling into the field, eager to see if his plan had worked. He looked around carefully and saw that no more of the yams had been stolen. So that part of his plan worked. Smiling to himself, he went around to inspect the tar poles. When lo and behold, he saw the figure of a spider attached to it. As he hurried closer and closer, he recognized his brother. Anansi? <laughs> Kwame exclaimed, Anansi? Anansi? What are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. Coolly, Anansi replied, Anansi is indeed dead. It is his ghost you are looking at. 
You may have gathered by now that Kwame was rather naive and he was very superstitious. So when he heard these words, he really believed that this ghost was addressing him. He became very, very scared and ran away. He ran straight back to the village, calling out to everybody he passed, Anansi's ghost, Anansi's ghost, I've just seen Anansi's ghost. People gathered around him, wanting to know more. Kwame told them that he had seen Anansi's ghost stuck to the pole he put in his farm. Of course, the villagers all wanted to see this, so they all started running to Kwame's farm. They saw for themselves the figure of Anansi still glued to the pole. What are you doing here? They asked. You're supposed to be dead. We buried you not so long ago. You're looking at my ghost, wailed Anansi, who by now was getting very uncomfortable. The villagers too were scared and they were about to run away when Anansi called out, Stop, stop. Why are you running away? I'm your relation, aren't I? There's no need to be scared. And anyway, I need your help. I need help. One of the braver men came a little closer and asked, what kind of help you need, brother Anansi? Anansi replied, I'm stuck to this tar pole, can't you see? I need help to pull me free. Two or three of them worked up enough courage to approach and started pulling at him. Anansi was giving them instructions. Pull here, a little more on this side, a little harder here. But one of the villagers who'd been pulling Anansi's leg stood back and scratched his head. Wait a minute. This is not a ghost. This is the real Anansi. He's not dead at all. They all stopped pulling and heaving. Yeah, another said. How can a ghost be instructing us to pull here and pull there? They started hitting him with sticks and throwing mud at him and raining insults at him. Eventually, all the villagers left and all of his relations, leaving Anansi alone, stuck to the tarpaul with plenty of time to think about the error in his ways. This story is finished. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What Good. If you haven't already, I don't know what you're waiting for, but follow us on our socials. You can find us on Instagram at Talkin, T-A-L-K-I-N underscore Tales, T-A-L-E-S. We also have a YouTube channel, Talkin Tales, T-A-L-K-I-N. T-A-L-E-S, where you will find uploads of many stories as well as events that are hosted by Talking Tales. You will find it there and excerpts from our podcast, Walk Good. You can also find us on Facebook at Talking Tales Storytelling. And there are a lot of upcoming events that you definitely want to know about. Guess what? This is the fourth story on our four-story journey, and I am so excited, but the reveal is coming. The reveal is coming, and I promised you a surprise. Let me tell you, this one knocked me off my feet. I can't wait to share it with you, but you got to join us for the next episode to find out all the details about the reveal and some surprises too. We are so happy to have you and wherever you are, whatever you are doing, please continue to be safe and well. And as always, wa good. <laughs>